Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you were here today. So today on this Advice from CEO podcast, I want to talk about how to ask for help at work. So this was really sparked from my last uh, episode, well, episode a couple of weeks ago, about what to do when an employee opens up about mental health. So much dialogue came out of that podcast. I got so many questions. In fact, my question of the week um, also came from that podcast and things that sparked from it. And so um, one of the things that really came up over and over again was, well, how do you ask for help? Like, how do you appropriately go and say, I need help? Not that it's necessarily like a mental health crisis, but where you're feeling burnt out, you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't know where to go on a project and you need some help. Um, So how do you go about doing that? So first of all, I just want to acknowledge that asking for help is difficult for a variety of reasons. I shared on LinkedIn um, on a post about my mental health episode, about a time when I finally had to ask for help uh, at work. I was a complete mess. This was at the end of uh, my time in Austin, um, actually right after I overdosed. I didn't tell my boss that I overdosed uh, and that I had substance abuse issues, but I did come clean about the fact that I was really struggling at work and that I was unhappy and that it wasn't a good fit and that I needed to go home. And I was really scared to do this because I knew that it was going to take me a little bit of time to be able to get my life put together, to be able to leave Austin and to get to Durango. And I had no money. I had $100,000 in credit card debt and there was no wiggle room. I had to have a salary. Uh, And I was so scared. I was living my life out of fear and out of this whole scarcity mindset. And so it was uh, really difficult. And when I did tell him what was going on, or at least how unhappy I was and, and that I wasn't well, uh, he was so supportive and in fact gave me six weeks to be able to, um, continue to get my paycheck, to unwind my job and to be able to move. And that little bit of help, uh, was so incredibly important. And in fact, in the moment I was really grateful for it, but I had no idea the impact that it would have long-term, not only on me being able to get to Durango and get settled and get on the right track, on the right path. But the impact that it had on me as a leader too, it's like, I always want to be a leader who's willing to help. And so that situation definitely showed me that it's okay to ask for help when you're struggling and that you should. And so I really work with my employees on creating a safe space so that they can ask for help. But I just wanted to acknowledge that it's not easy. I remember being so scared and I just blurted it out when I finally asked for help because it was, oh, it was just ugly. It was just awful. I was so scared. I was worried that I was going to be seen as um, weak, as unsuccessful, that I couldn't handle things on my own. I was worried I was going to be judged or viewed negatively by him. And this is really uncomfortable. And in fact, anytime anybody is going to ask for help at work, whether it's from their boss or from their colleagues, various feelings are going across their mind too. Well, what look, what happens if they think that I'm a failure? What happens if they judge me? What if they think that I can't handle this project on my own? And a lot of people just are flat out uncomfortable 
revealing that they don't have the knowledge or the skill set or the understanding to do something to others. I certainly get that as well. Um, I spent most of my life pretending I was somebody who I wasn't, pretending I knew things that I didn't just because I was so uncomfortable saying, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I need help. Please explain that to me. So this is really near and dear to me because I struggled with this for, for many, 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 many years in my life. So those are some of the reasons why it's hard to ask for work. Um, especially if you are ambitious, um, you are looking to find ways to grow within a company, you want to get promoted, you might feel that I'm not going to get those things if I ask. So it's really important though to ask for help. And nine times out of 10, unless you work for an organization that really isn't supportive, um, which I have a hard time believing that you can't find somebody within the workplace, but there are certain organizations out there that it is not safe. Um, it is really important to be able to ask for help when you need it. It is amazing what can happen with, with a little bit of help. All right. So why should you ask for help when you need it? There are a number of reasons why it's beneficial. One, it can make you more efficient. Like what happens when you are struggling on a project and you are just running up against a wall and you cannot figure it out. If you just ask for a little bit of assistance, a little bit of clarity from somebody who has expertise in a specific area or who might have better, more experience than you, you can complete that task more efficiently and on time. And that's a win. So efficiency is a huge thing. Number two, you can learn a lot more. By working with somebody who has more experience or more expertise than you, you can learn and gain knowledge from them. You can improve your skills. So it's okay to say, hey, I don't know how to do that. Can you show me? I do this all the time. I am surrounded by amazing people. I talk to amazing guests on this podcast and I always ask, well, tell me more about that. I don't know how to do that. Can you show me? Can you tell me? Can you teach me? It's a huge learning opportunity. Uh, and it is not a sign of weakness, um, especially when you show that you're eager to learn because most people do want to teach their expertise. The next reason why you should ask for help is because it improves problem solving. Um, when you're stuck, you know, not only does it slow the project down from an efficiency standpoint, but when you're stuck and you ask for help for brainstorming for, um, I don't know, some ideation around how to solve a problem. It makes problem solving better. You come up with better solutions. So you're sitting there trying to say, oh, I have to just solve this problem on my own. But when you go out, you reach, you ask for help, you ask for that brainstorming, you can develop a better solution and make more informed decisions, which is really, really, really important. Um, asking for help builds relationships. And this is where that whole fear thing comes in. Like, oh, someone's going to judge me if I ask for help. 99 times out of 100, people are going to say, yes, let me help you and feel honored that you asked for help. I love it when people ask me for help. I don't always say yes, depending on the situation and depending on what the ask is, but I always appreciate it. And if I say no, that I can't help, I always 
point the person in the right direction or make an introduction or do something to, to, to help them on the right track if for some reason I can't help them. But it always builds a relationship. When you ask for help, it shows that you value that person's opinion. It shows that you care about building that relationship with your colleague or your, your supervisor. Um, and it shows that you're willing to collaborate as a team. So asking for help is actually a really, really good thing. I remember when one of my direct reports called me after um, I had asked him to take the lead on a project and he came and he said, I can't do it. Um, this is outside of my expertise and I'm really struggling with it and I need some help. And he's like, but I'm so scared to tell you this because what if you are disappointed in me? And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for telling me you needed help. I want this project to be a win-win. <laughs> and if you're feeling uncomfortable and like it's not the right fit for you, first of all, thank you for speaking up because you need to be advocating for yourself. Um, but second of all, I really appreciated that he trusted our relationship enough to be able to say that he was in over his head and couldn't take it on. And it built our relationship. It uh, allowed me to be able to understand him better. And it also just built that another layer of trust within our relationship. And finally, another reason why you should ask for help is that you can identify and avoid mistakes earlier. When you ask for help earlier, then you can course correct if you're on the wrong path. It will help you avoid mistakes or identify them early on, and that can save time and resources. So there's all kinds of good reasons to ask for help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. It's really, really important part of the workplace. And, um, and I get that there's nuances and all of these things. And I absolutely recognize that it's not easy to do. So next I want to talk about how do you get over your fear of asking for help, right? So it's great. You can logically go through all of those reasons, right? I can be more efficient. I can learn more. I can solve problems faster. I can build relationships. I can avoid mistakes. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that I'm not scared. So here are a couple things that um, that I have done to get over my fear of asking for help, um, primarily because of my fear of looking stupid or, or people judging me because those are the reasons why I'm afraid to ask for help, although I'm not anymore. I definitely don't mind um, leaning into that discomfort now. Um, but here's what I did. So... When I, let's take this example back in Austin, when I was really scared to ask for help, my boss for help, and I was really struggling, right? The first thing I did is like, why am I so scared, right? I wanted to under, understand that underlying reason of where my fear was coming from. And I had two fears. One, that he would judge me and get mad at me and think that I was incompetent, which was a very visceral response for me which was very um, personal to me because that's part of my trauma. It's part of my story is that, you know, you have to be successful to, to be good enough, to be enough. And so that was part of this. And, and I understand now where that came from, but that was definitely there. And the second thing that I was afraid of is that he was going to fire me on the spot if I told him the truth. And then what was I going to do? I had no paycheck and no way to get home. So those are two really big fears, especially the fear of losing your job. And I can guarantee that most of us feel that way, right? When we're afraid to ask for help, like, what happens if I lose my job? Like, we go to immediately to the worst possible thing. 
So once I identified that those were my two biggest fears, then I could go through my fear questions that I always ask myself, which is what's the best thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? If that worst thing happens, what are you going to do? What's your plan? And what is going to happen if you don't make a decision at all, right? If you just stay where you are and don't, um, don't get over that fear of asking for help. So that's how I did it. And then that helped me reframe my thinking. So instead of saying, okay, right, he's going to think that I'm dumb and incompetent and he's going to fire me. How do I reframe my thinking so that I can get over this fear? Um, instead of feeling like this was going to be a weakness, how do I make this a strength? And so then that's how I could frame the conversation saying, being successful at work is something that's really, really important to me. And I am not being successful here. And I think that, you know, this, I for sure know it. And I want to have a conversation about it because I need to make a change that's going to be better for me. And I think better for the company. And then I went into it, right? So I could reframe my thinking. That is the truth, right? That's not a weakness. That is just the reality. Now, I get that this is not easy um, to do, but I really encourage you, um, especially if you haven't done this much, is to reframe your thinking, write down differently. Like, how do I take this and turn it into something positive rather than this really negative story? And that helps you then process how you're going to bring this up to your boss um, when you ask for help. Like I, like the gentleman who told me that he did not feel comfortable taking the lead on this project, right? I asked him like when we were going through this whole fear thing of, of, of asking for help, I asked him, how did you get yourself there? And he said, I just thought about how do I frame this in a way that makes it positive for me and positive for the company if I'm not leading this pro this project. And that's exactly what he did. And it was really easy for me to agree with him and find a solution. So that's the importance of reframing your thinking. How are you going to say this in a way that is beneficial to you, to your boss, to your coworkers, to the company? And then that way it doesn't feel like you're coming with a weakness or leading with those fears of incompetence or um, fear of being judged or fear of being viewed negatively or like you can't handle uh, your business. The next thing is practice, 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 practice. Um, I was having a conversation with a college freshman um, over the holiday break and uh, she had reached out and said, hey, I'd love to get to know you better and go for a walk. And I was like, I would love to get to know you better too. Let's do it. So we met for a walk and um, and she was telling me about her experiences with COVID and in high school. And it was just heartbreaking to listen um, and brings me a ton of concern about that generation and, and what's going to happen. But I asked her, what did you learn from this? Like, what would you have done differently now that you're a couple of years out of it? And she said to me, I really wish that I would have been able to express my needs more clearly and have been and would have been able to ask for help. And I was blown away. I mean, this, you know, young woman, 19, 20 years old, to have this type of self-awareness just really, truly remarkable. But I thought, wow, that is such an important lesson. And so I asked her, what are you doing now to make sure that you do express what your needs are, that you do ask for help? And she says, I practice. I practice asking for help. Like I sent you an email and I said, hey, I would love to talk because I need help. 
with this specific situation. And I love that. I am such a believer in practice, practicing. If you want to get good at doing hard things, like you just have to do hard things. So whenever you have the chance to just ask for a little bit of help, whether it's in a non-work related situation or a non high stakes situation, do it because you will get more comfortable with the process. It'll get easier over time and it will reduce your anxiety when you do ask for help at work or in a, in a bigger stakes situation. Start small. Asking for small favors with specific tasks is a great way to practice. It can help you build your confidence. So that's another part of um, that practicing, right? Doing hard things will make you better at doing hard things. The next thing is find the right person to ask for help. So sometimes that might be your boss. Sometimes that might be a colleague. Sometimes it might be somebody in a different department. But it's really important that you ask the person who has the specific skill set who can help you. That saves time and also makes sure that you are not wasting your time by asking somebody who isn't the right person. So a couple more things to think about um, as you are getting ready to ask for help. So important to communicate your needs clearly. And I get that if you are afraid to ask for help, that this might be a struggle. Uh, like my mother, for example, she gets so nervous when asking for help um, and she's built up this big story in her head about it. She physically locks up, like her jaw locks, her throat locks, and it's very difficult for her to speak. So you may have the physical manifestation of that fear of asking for help. Um, Certainly the mental and the emotional and psychological um, uh, ways that we manifest our fear certainly hold us back too. And so it's not easy to communicate your needs clearly, but this is something that's really important. You need to be specific and you need to be direct because when you tiptoe around it or you're kind of wishy-washy on what your needs are, it's really hard for a person to help you. So my suggestion is you write it down. Um, I need help because of this. This is what help looks like. This is what help doesn't look like. Here's how I want to communicate how I need help. If you can write this down, it will help you. And if you struggle with it, talk to a trusted friend um, and say, hey, I am struggling with this. Can you please role play this with me? Um, can you please re read what I just wrote to see if it makes sense? Um, again, I get that that's asking for help, but maybe it's a little bit less scary than going to your boss and asking for help. But communicating your needs is really important for you getting the help that you need um, and helping you build your confidence. Because when you can be really specific about what you need, like I went in saying, I need to go home. Um, I'd like to leave in six weeks. Uh, I need your help with this. I'd love to continue to be able to work here, but I recognize that this is a difficult situation that I'm putting you in. Um, but here's my commitment to you if I can ask for this kind of help. I wrote all of that out so that I was prepared. And it was really specific and it made it easy for him to say yes. So communicate your needs clearly. And then finally, you need to be prepared to accept the help. And this is the hardest thing for people who have a fear of asking for help. All of a sudden, they want to reject it, right? All of a sudden, they're, no, 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 it's okay. I can just do it on my own. Or you get a little bit of pushback and no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm so sorry I asked. Be prepared to accept the help. 
say thank you so much. Sit down and listen to what that person has to say. Partner together to solve the problem and always show gratitude. Always show grace. Um, that person is giving their time, their expertise, their knowledge to you. So be grateful for it and be willing to accept it. Take a deep breath. Go, thank you. One of your goals this year, especially if you're not good at this, should be getting better at asking for help. Okay, so can you ask for too much help? Absolutely, right? You do not want to be that person who's always asking for help. So here's a couple of things that you need to think about in this whole process. Number one, prioritize your requests. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to ask for help. I need help on these 18 things. Well, here are the five that are most important that I'm going to dig into first. That will really help you focus in on what's most essential. Like you don't want to ask for help on non-essential tasks or ask for help before you need it, right? If you can get help on these things, it might lead you to be able to do some of these other things on your own. Number two, be mindful of somebody's time, right? Other, your colleagues, your boss, they have big workloads too. So be cognizant of that and acknowledge it, right? So, hey, I know that you're super busy. Um, and so this isn't easy for me to ask, but I need a little bit of help with this. Can I schedule some time when it's convenient for you, um, to sit down and talk about this, right? Then it shows like you're acknowledging their busyness and you're acknowledging that their time is important and you are asking to fit it into their schedule rather than saying, I need help right now. When you come in and you say, I just need help right now. I'm really struggling, right? You put people on the defense, like, like it might not be a good time for me right now. And that then can make you then say, see, why would I go ask for help again when you just weren't actually being mindful of that person? Um, be specific in your requests, right? That goes into being clear about um, what you want. Um, when you are specific about why you're asking for help and what you need, it makes it a lot easier for your colleague to be able to do that for you. And finally, show gratitude, show your appreciation when you do receive help. Say thank you, write a thank you, a handwritten thank you note to that person. That will show people that you appreciate them and that you are not taking advantage of their help. One other thing that I want to kind of like rid this whole, don't come to me with problems, only come with me with solutions uh, statement that is out there. I just think that's one of the worst possible things that we can tell our employees. Uh, and so if you are a leader who says that, I would love for you to reconsider not saying it. And here's the situation. If an employee can't come up with a solution on their own, and I will promise you that's a lot of the time that you do not want them to be afraid to come to you and say, I'm stuck and I need some help. Now that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to say, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. But if you say, don't come to me with problems, only come to me with solutions, you are shutting down that safe space for people to be able to say, I need help, right? Not every problem is going to have an easy for solution for someone to have figured out and just present to you as a manager. Part of your job as a manager is to help them find solutions. So get rid of that statement because it shuts people down and it makes people not come to you. And I had this just happened to me recently where a, one of my fellow employee owners said to me, well, I really didn't want to bring this up because I just didn't have a solution. I said, no, 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 no. Don't ever do that. 
you know, you stayed stuck for a month <laughs> because you're trying to come up with a solution. And in, a, in, in 10 minutes, we could brainstorm ways to solve this problem and I could have helped you. So get rid of that statement because it shuts people down. So ultimately, it's really important as you go through this process to strike that balance between being brave and having the courage to ask for help and being self-sufficient and pushing yourself to be able to work through problems. So those are my tips on asking for help. And hopefully that helps inspire you to be brave and go for it. Um, a little bit of help goes a long way. And if you were a leader who is listening to this and you have an employee who needs help, keep in mind that it is not easy for them. And it's important for you to stop in what you're doing, listen carefully with purpose, with intention, and do what you can to help them. Um, even if it's just getting them on the right track, right? You don't have to solve the problem for them, but even if you're just brainstorming with them or validating, you know, my favorite question, what do you think? And having them to say back to me, then I can just validate what they're thinking or help them maybe modify it a little bit um, to improve it. Like that is super helpful. And our job as leaders is to be helpful, right? It's to help inspire employees to do great work. And they can't do great work if they're stuck and they're afraid to ask for help. Okay, question of the week. So this came out of this mental health conversation that um, I've been having surrounding my podcast on what to do when an employee opens up about mental health. And this question came from somebody on LinkedIn who said, what do you do if you have an employee who isn't being open about personal issues and you know that they are having per personal issues, but it's impacting their work? This is going to be something that commonly comes up, right? Because just what we talked about, people are afraid of asking for help. They're afraid of being judged if they say, I am really struggling. Uh, and some people just, you know, it takes a long time for them to be able to open up and that's okay. But we as managers, when we know that there are personal issues that are happening, but we don't necessarily understand what they are, and we are seeing a drop in, in performance, it is our responsibility to have that conversation. So here is how I would recommend having it. Again, prepare, sit down and write this out. Um, not everybody has these skills yet. And the only way that you're going to gain them is by practicing, not avoiding it. So lean into the discomfort of these types of conversations. But this is how I would do it. I would say, look, I am telling myself there's a story that there are personal issues that are going on. And I understand that it is very uncomfortable to tell me what's happening. And I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position to tell me more than what I need to know. But whatever is going on is impacting your performance. And I am here to help you. I want to see you succeed. And right now, that is not what is happening. You're struggling with X, Y, and Z. Six months ago, you were not struggling with X, Y, and Z. So I know that there's something that's going on and I would like to encourage you to help me understand because if I understand what's happening, then we can come up with a plan to address these things. Maybe it's a little bit of time off. Maybe it's taking something off of your plate. Maybe it is shifting priorities. Maybe it is stopping doing something entirely. But unless I understand a little bit about what's happening, it's really hard for me to know how to help. It's hard for me to know how to change your workload to support you here. 
So let's have an honest conversation, at least at a little bit deeper of a level so that I can understand what's going on and we can come up with a solution that will help you get through this tough time. That is nuanced. <laughs> that is a lot. I understand, but it's radical candor, right? It is, I care enough about you to have this conversation, to be curious, to have empathy around what is happening in your life. And it doesn't mean that you have to go down the rabbit hole with that person, right? Just like we talked in that episode on mental health, right? You do want boundaries on what you know. But if you know that somebody's going through a divorce or is, you know, dealing with a health issue or an aging parent or, you know, a child with learning disabilities, whatever it is, you then know how to help um, in a better way than just making assumptions about what's going on and then making a decision based on that assumption that might not be what that person needs. So that is how I would handle it. Um, hopefully that helps. If you have not read the Radical Candor book by Kim Scott, uh, please do so. That teaches you this whole model of being able to have these empathetic conversations that say, I care enough about you to have this conversation. So that's my tip for you. Hopefully that helps. So with that, I will leave you for this week's episode of uh, Reflect Forward Advice from CEO. Hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, if you like this podcast, please go on to Spotify, to iTunes, wherever you listen, hit subscribe, hit like, write a review. I really appreciate it. Um, you can go to my YouTube channel. If you leave a comment in my YouTube channel, I will respond to it. Um, so please feel free to reach out there. All these advice from CEO episodes are on my YouTube channel. So with that, I will leave you. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to hosting you on next week's episode of Reflect Forward. Thank you.